Hey, everybody, we are here to tell you about a cool new feature on the website that we would love for you to check out. Head to howtosplitatoaster.com and check out the bottom of the page. You'll find a box floating there that says, quote, ask Seth and Pete, close quote. This box is magical. You just type a question in there and the robots behind the scenes will search the actual audio of our entire library of past episodes and not only give you a short answer to your question, but point you to the specific episodes where we discussed your topic so you can listen yourself. At this point, we're just testing it. To know if this feature should be a permanent feature on the website, we need your help. For that, we need you to ask a lot of questions. So head to howtosplitatoaster.com and click the box, Ask Seth and Pete. The robots will do the rest. On with the show. Welcome to How to Split a Toaster, a divorce podcast about saving your relationships from True Story FM. Today, your toaster is tilting toward the stars. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Seth Nelson, and as always, I'm here with my good friend, Pete Wright. Welcome to our annual holiday bonus episode. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Are you wearing your Happy New Year pajamas, Seth Nelson? Yeah, that was my underwear, but that's another story. Yeah, yeah it's very exciting. It's very exciting. This is uh, Welcome to 2024. We made it, and uh, we are excited to be here. Now, listen, back in October, we invited uh, a guest, Bethany Nicole, on the show to talk about her book, Apologies I Never Got, and we had a great time, and you should all go listen to that episode again right now because it's fantastic. But in the process... We learned that Bethany is also an astrologer. Now, neither of us, I think it's fair to say, have spent a lot of time thinking about astrology, and our curiosity was provoked. So we decided that this fine new year, we would open up for some transformation and growth and allow our astrological dirty laundry to be aired in public on the show. So we are thrilled to welcome back Bethany Nicole to the toaster to do it. Bethany, it's great to see you again. Thank you for having me back. This is going to be fun. I think it is. For whom? (laughs) For whom is this going to be fun? He's already, he's coming out of the gate, surly. He looks so excited, <laughs> so excited. I, can you, open, let's start, because I, I, Seth, was that a fair assessment? Like, we've not spent a whole lot of time thinking about astrology. That, no, okay, what do you mean a whole lot of time? <laughs> the only time I've been thinking about astrology is on my honeymoon, where we went out and gazed at the stars. Okay. And that's the last time I thought of astrology in the last 25 years. Wow. Does your wife, does, does your wife think about it? Uh, not to my knowledge. Okay. All right. This is so, this is totally new stuff. Like we don't talk us. and she's a, she doesn't say like, oh, he's such a Leo. Yeah. Right. Like she doesn't say stuff like that. She will. After this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving her ammo. <laughs> now uh, she's like, it's that moon in Aries. <laughs> Outstanding. Okay. Well, happy new year, everybody. Enjoy the show. Happy new year. This was really great. Seth is going to be bowing, ducking. He's actually shrinking out of the screen right now. Um, okay. So Bethany, start us off. Just give us a, 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 what is the premise here? What do we need to know to get ready to hear what you have done for us today? 
really, I kind of looked at sort of, I'm more interested usually in kind of the love and relationship piece. But for you guys, I focused in a lot more on career, finances, different things like that, which actually really was synchronistic because your charts are very heavy in those areas to begin with. Okay, I like that. Yes, and it's actually also very synchronistic that we're doing it around this time because you both are in an astrological time that would make you seek answers or have sort of different shifting perspectives and changes. So again, you guys are really, it's funny that you don't think about your astrology because you both live very much in your charts without knowing it. Okay, I don't even know what to make of that statement yet. <laughs> that is, I'm, 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 I'm meta confused. I don't know what to be confused about, which is very confusing. Pete, Pete here's what's <laughs> happening. She just gave an opening statement, and the judge is like, hmm, "We'll see what evidence comes before us." Yeah, oh, I'll yeah, allow it, but watch okay. yourself, Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 So right. what we asked you to do was we gave you all of our our birth dates, numbers, locations, and all that stuff, and you went away and did a reading. And that is what today's show is about. You're going to tell us, do you want us to take turns? Do you want, I mean, should should one of us plug our ears? How does this work? Basically, Bethany, this is your show. We don't know what we're doing here today. Yeah, it's really, you're the guest host here. You, you called us and said, give me your birth date. <laughs> give me the time that you were born. Then we create what's called a, a birth chart or a natal chart, whatever you want to call it. And so there's actually several types of different astrology charts. This one is basically a snapshot of the sky at the moment of your birth. Um, and that really kind of helps people with everything from relationships to life path. It really just kind of shows sort of the lens that you're looking at the world through kind of how your emotions show up. And people are always really surprised because it really does resonate a lot with how you kind of end up living your life. And I think it can kind of get a bad rap because a lot of people think it's kind of the very light, shallow, like, oh, they're such a Leo, they do this. But it's, you know, this is very ancient, you know, thousands of years old. And whatever level you take it on, I feel like people always walk away with at least some information, at least something that resonates with them. And it really does, especially when people are in, you know, kind of times of upheaval, or they're like, I've tried everything else, I don't understand. That's where astrology can really step in and provide some answers. Dare I say, after a highly conflicted divorce. <laughs> Look at that. I tied it right back to the show, Seth. That was very impressive. That's a lot. That's a lot of what I get. So how does this work? Who yes, goes first? What do we have to do? Right. I'm, I'm the skeptic of the show tonight. All right. So I'm going to share the screen. Recognizing that this is an audio podcast, uh, maybe if there's something that we need to to share with people that they need to see while listening, we can put it in the show notes. We can put a picture in the show notes and, and people can take a listen. All right. Can you see here all the things? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. I don't know how that's going to make sense to anyone. What do you even... Is that is some of that writing is in Klingon. <laughs> but see, this is why I wanted you to be able to see it. We're looking at my chart right now, correct? This is you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to try to describe, and Pete can do this better, what I'm looking at. Okay. So, Pete, back in geometry class... Oh, when we had that like plastic <laughs> ruler and that round thing, what's that round thing called? Like the the compass? The thing that had the little curve and the angles? Yeah, the compass is like a half. This one's like a whole round. It's got all sorts of little measurements on it. It's got all sorts of symbols, which I think are going to be like if you're a Leo or this or that, I'm not sure. It's got purple and red. 
triangulars that are overlapping. It's got numbers in other circles. It got looks like stuff like is like by degrees. I am already yeah. confused. So yeah, what's <laughs> interesting though is like every it looks like a protractor or something like one of those tool compass protractors or something, but it says it's very linear. Like every it looks like. If if this were an Excel sheet, it's already been sorted. But that's the difference. That's why Seth's is so funny, because his looks like it's all in this nice alignment versus look at Pete's. It's much more scattered. It's much more oh spread God. out. This is like, could an attorney have done a better job with this? Like, this is the most organized chart I think I've ever seen. It's so funny. Oh my goodness. I don't even know what to make of this. That's phenomenal. So mine looks like a very organized Excel spreadsheet. Pete yes. look like Pete uh, looks uh, like someone just threw darts. <laughs> no, it's Jackson Pollock. <laughs> it, is. it is. Okay. It is. It is Jackson, Jackson Pollock under a black arc. light is what yes. that is. It's crazy. I don't know what I don't I, I don't even know where like it makes it's like a it's one of those 3D mystery prints where you sort of have to cross your eyes to see it, and then a dinosaur, Tyrannosaurus Rex is in there, that's what I see on mine. Okay, so how do we make sense of this, Bethany? We're going to start with Seth's, because his is probably a case study in order and cleanliness. So organized, <laughs> it is. So the fact that Seth is an attorney is literally no surprise. I think most astrologers would look at this chart and be like, oh, he's in some sort of law. So hold on a second. On the outside of this circle, you have symbols. What are those symbols? Those are the signs. Yes. Those are the 12 zodiac signs. Okay, we got the zodiac signs. And then you have degrees. And then within that... You have houses. And the houses represent different aspects. So it could be home and family, career. And the houses also have signs that they're associated with that are not necessarily the signs that are they're in in your chart, which is a little confusing, which is, again, why it's so always helpful to have Bethany. someone being able to interpret it. <laughs> a little confusing. What are the, okay, so on this chart, what are planets and what are the law signs? Like, where, where, how would I, how do I know there's a planet there? Because there is a That's shape the in planet. It, basically, okay. all of these, sh- these are planets. Some of them are, you know, technically an asteroid. Some of them represent kind of a point in the sky. So basically, you have kind of what are called your top three, and that's going to be your sun, moon, and rising sign, which really kind of determine a lot of things, how you feel, your life path, how you present to others. Those are kind of the top three. And there's a lot of layers to charts. We could literally, most of my sessions run like an hour and a half or more because there's just so many layers. I am so thankful we don't have that kind of time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But really, what we're also looking at, too, is looking at the places where a lot of the planets are congregating, because that's going to show you where a lot of those themes in your life are going to be popping up. So the themes here with Seth are very unsurprisingly very law-oriented, right? So Virgo is the zodiac sign that really deals with organization, a lot of lawyers, a lot of doctors. They're very hardworking. They're very organized, very dedicated, and they deal a lot in the law. Um, Libra is another one that can also deal um, with lots the side of the scales. It's really about kind of like balance and making sure everyone gets their fair share kind of thing. And so you can see his most of his planets are within these three signs. And all of these areas also deal with career. So very heavy in that area. Um, he also has 
the sign of Venus, which is the planet of love, relationships. Um, so he has that in Virgo, which deals in the law in his 10th house of career. So he deals with the law around relationships in his career. Not bad, Seth. That's basically the interpretation of that. And he also has that kind of shifting into this is the sign of Libra. And that's in his 11th house, which is kind of your social standing, your community, how you kind of present to the community, share on the outside. So that would really represent also kind of he could be looked at as like the King Solomon, right? Like the one who can divvy up things fairly, the one who can provide legal advice. You know, this is kind of what's showing up in his chart already just off the bat. So the fact that he's a lawyer that deals in divorces, so literally fairly divvying up people's things, that's completely represented in what we're looking at here. All of this is very heavy. Okay, so how do you deal with people who come to you and say, okay, isn't this just like hindsight bias? Aren't you, don't you now know Seth and what he does and you see this thing? And doesn't that just confirm what you already knew? How do we, how, like, could we really give this chart to 10 other astrologers and get the same reading? Is that, that really what you're saying? Really, astrology readings are interpretations and conversations, right? This They're not always predictive in the sense that you look at it and you're like, this person will be X, Y, or Z thing. What you're really looking at is what are the themes? What are they good at? What are the energetics they're bringing to the table? And what is it that they're kind of naturally good at? Most astrologers would look at this chart and say, yeah, this person is going to deal somewhere in the realm of law, probably, or even medicine or something like that, because there is so much about leadership, so much about performance. And it really, the interpretation, I would say, looking at a chart is maybe 5% knowledge of it, I guess, and 95% your interpretation as an astrologer, what you're taking from it, from your experiences, from what you've seen in other people's charts, from how you're kind of looking at it and just intuition. Because when I when I when I'm looking at this and listening to what you're saying, what I hear is I'm organized, I deal in love and dividing things up. Yeah, that sounds like a divorce attorney. And leadership is a big one. Um, also, Leo is the sign of performer. Um, being in a courtroom, that is somewhat of a performance. And also, like my own attorney is also a Leo, and really what he kind of is attracted to in that is, and Leos in general are, is they really like to be kind of the savior. They like to be the knight in shining armor. They like to be the person kind of leading with the answers and helping. They kind of like that role. Because the way I was saying it when you described this is that my sock drawer is very organized. I share my desserts with my wife. I like to order (laughs) whatever (laughs) we're going to order, the bottle of wine, and it has nothing to do with the law. Now, is that a fair reading? <laughs> is that a fair reading? Absolutely. Sure. Yes. <laughs> you're, a, you're a boozy love bomber with nice socks? How do yeah. we get anything out of that? Nice sock organizational drawer. Okay. The socks Absolutely. might be ugly. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Fair. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this is, that's that's what Seth is doing. 
At what point do you start making assessments? This is what I've been looking forward to all along about where Seth's life is broken, because I see three areas here where it's pretty lightweight. Like, does that mean he has a real hole in his heart somewhere? And can we really lean in on that? Yeah, there are some sections <laughs> that have nothing. I know. That's like an emptiness. And that's okay. That's okay. It's not an emptiness. It just means that you might not have as much emphasis on those areas. You're just looking for me to find, for her to validate, to say that I have an empty soul. Is that what this <laughs> show is about? Today? But in a good way, because I love you. It's in a good way. <laughs> okay, Bethany. Okay. Tee it up. There you go. <laughs> Tee it up. Okay. So, for example, like you have down here, this is the house of usually associated with money, right? And it's in the sign of Capricorn. So Capricorn is very kind of career centered. It's what rules the 10th house. It's very nine to five. It's very kind of what you would think of as a job type situation, right? So for him to have his house of money in that, that can really just kind of set up to say, you're not going to have a ton of struggles in that particular area. Oh, I thought you were about to tell me there's nothing there. I'm flat broke. That's what I was going to say. Oh, and no, like Pete no. Pete just got that, my pin and I was going to check all my investments. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It just means that maybe you don't have a lot of struggle in that area, that you are maybe feeling kind of in the flow with what you do. You feel like you're good at it. You feel like you can really you know, add to it. It's maybe not something that has a ton of ups and downs. Bethany, I appreciate all that. Pete's looking for the negatives. No, I'm really not. Actually, I, (laughs) uh, what's, what's amazing is just how, uh, like, uh, how that, that sort of confidence, it does, uh, like, I, that's what it feels like from Seth in terms of a business leader, a business owner, and, uh, you know, someone we've worked with for a long time. That just, that, that feels yeah. Feels accurate. And that's all reflected for sure. Yeah. So somebody who had a lot of planets in their second house or um, a lot of disruption, that could look something like they they have like money that comes and goes. But somebody who doesn't have planets in there, it doesn't mean you don't have anything going on or that you're broke. It just means that maybe it's not an area of your life that takes an intense amount of focus. So when you're looking for quote unquote, the opportunities for growth Perfect. in your chart. Yes. Negative. Right? That's negative. Um, <laughs> your quote unquote negatives. Uh, then you're going to look at these red lines, right? They're going to show you where some of the challenges are. You're going to look at some of the planet placements that are a little more challenging. Saturn, this is the planet of Saturn. It's usually just kind of a harsh disciplinarian. You're going to look at the asteroid. They There's a lot of... Um, is it a comet? Is an asteroid around this? But Chiron, um, that's going to show you where your wound spaces lie. That's going to show you what places that could use some extra healing. So those are going to be the areas you're going to look to see people's kind of challenges. And All right, what really, are mine? tell it to us. Give it to us straight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so looking at this chart, you have you have Chiron in Aries. Aries is. And you also have your moon in Aries, right? And it's in the fifth house, which is representative of uh, passion. Um, it's one of kind of the seventh house is mainly the relationship house, but the fifth house is kind of right beneath that. As Pete, this as is where someone would object that the witness is not answering the question. <laughs> she's trying to let me down no, gently. I'll, it's I, so it's nice what I feel you. like. She's trying to bury the fact that she's got a bomb to drop on the show right now. <laughs> It's not a bomb. It's just that this might be your area where um, relationships could become difficult for you. Being kind of a leadership in the realm of relationships, being more independent, that could come across to various partners as 
you being really aloof, being really fiery. Maybe you're kind of intense in your reactions or you really like your space. Or it could even be like a little bit of a know-it-all, like I know everything. And that can really cause a little bit of disruption. Um, it can also disrupt because you have it in opposition to your 11th house. Um, so that could also show up in maybe like your friend group sometimes, or just even people who meet you are like, oh man, that guy like thinks he knows everything. But what you're learning how to do here is learning how to be in authority without being authoritative. So that's kind of where that wound space is. And especially that's more in the realm of relationships that the struggle of that is sort of presenting itself. Because in your job, that's going to make you very good. Eight, you're just holding back, man. I can see it on your face. <laughs> I'm holding my breath. <laughs> I'm turning purple. It's well, a little bit like having the heart of a leader, the heart of a warrior, that you know, which is all amazing when you're You basically uh, just said when people meet me, I'm an asshole that knows everything. Is that accurate? <laughs> she just said, is it accurate? Refle- I, know. <laughs> I know. That's the other way of an astrologer saying you just owned yourself, man. Um, but this is my question. Current, how, is does all of this take into account current time? Like Seth is a guy who's been through a divorce. Like that seems to be, you know, there are yeah, things through that. You know I'm what aware. I mean? Like, oh, you're away <laughs> from the chart. I could tell from the chart that he's had some relationship <laughs> problems. Yeah, for sure, oh, man. And I would definitely have guessed a divorce. Yep. <laughs> I did not have a relationship problem. She had a problem with me. I told her exactly the wow. way it was. I'm joking. I'm <laughs> but joking. This, I'm playing to the, the crowd. Point. Does this play with the lessons already learned? Or is this something like if we had asked you to read this chart in a year, would it still look the same? This is the birth chart. So this is the snapshot of his moment of birth. There are other charts that are transit charts, progression charts that show what's going on right now with the sky in accordance with this or what things are going to look like for him in a year or things like that. So this is more of the snapshot. This is kind of what we use for, again, just sort of your life path, your struggles, if people are having money, it kind of shows like almost like the blueprint, right? Like the blueprint in a seed. What are your potentials? What are your struggles? What are the things that you can do? It's not necessarily that I can look at it and be like, oh, in 2007, he got divorced. Like I can't do that, but (laughs) I could look at it and see exactly where some of the relationship struggles could lie and how that's affecting him in what ways he can... More like areas of interest. Areas of interest. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is this set in stone that he would be like a divorce attorney? No. Would he be a damn good divorce attorney from this chart? Absolutely. But he has free will, right? He could go into a different area of law. He could do something else entirely. These are skill sets that can transfer, right? But the fact that he did choose this career is very reflective and in alignment. So that's kind of where we get to when you talk about like, are you just like, you already know him, so you know this makes sense. But it's more like, you know, these are the areas. So the fact that he does this feels in alignment with what would work for him. Does that make sense? I think so. But what I find interesting, and I appreciate Pete asking this question, is that this is showing what, when I was born, what we could have expected to happen. It doesn't mean that I'm getting a divorce now, unless Bethany knows something that I don't, and Pete does. Are you listening, Susie? No, but you can see the disruption of Saturn and Taurus. That usually that can usually indicate that there's some some struggles in the home. Let's say, um, but I can't tell you like when that would happen. You could have it happen at different returns, and there are some more like predictive astrologers that 
maybe have more of a uh, vibe for that, I guess. I don't do as much of that as much as I do, um, you know, like what's going on? Why am I repeating this pattern? What's going on with my money? These kinds of things. Anything with these purple lines or these other red lines that I need to know about? One of them seems really dark. The blue lines are actually the beneficial. They're the trines. They're the sextiles. They're the things that work really well together in your life. And then the red are going to be the oppositions, the squares, the things that are just a little bit more complicated that are going to basically take you to the spiritual gym, right? (laughs) But then you get the opportunity (laughs) to become a spiritual (laughs) athlete. Another piece of this that I really thought was interesting in Seth's chart, um, and again, this is like such an overview, we could go into this for hours, but... So in charts, the there's something called the nodes, the north and south node. And those your north node is really the north star. It's really which direction. So when people are very lost at sea, it's like, okay, start heading in this direction, right? So what I think is really interesting about it is Seth has his north node down here, and it's in Pisces. So Pisces is the sign of the psychic. It's the sign of the intuitive. It's the sign of the beyond. It's the sign of dreams, all of that. And we should say for people who are listening, like the, the, what you're pointing to on this chart is directly opposite all of the things that we talked about make Seth a great lawyer. Like it's the opposite direction. Right. And it's in his home and family center. Right. So what I think that is kind of representative of is that he's really beginning to pull out of the box of some of these very conventional methods. And I feel even this podcast right now that we're doing with astrology, which is a very Pisces (laughs) unit, is very outside of the box of what you see in a normal law office, right? The podcast itself, and you're putting an astrologer on it. Like this is Pisces vibe. So you are definitely (laughs) moving in that direction. I cannot stress how excited I am to hear that. Okay. Anything else we need to talk about before before we move to Pete? One more question. So we have these two red lines, right? The two dark red lines. There's also a dotted red line. What does the dotted red line represent? Is that important? Yeah. So that can also be uh, part of the square, part of the opposition, part of... It's all kind of part of um, just showing where these difficulties might be. I thought the printer was out of ink on that one, Pete. That's why I didn't ask about it. It just, yeah, it just sort of failed. It's an old, yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as Seth was asking, anything else that, observationally that you want to share with him? I mean, I feel like he's doing, I mean, I feel like he's pretty in line with what he's doing. I think there probably are some relationship nuggets that could improve <laughs> his relationship. Um, but I think as far as career and different things, he's, He's really moving forward. I think even the podcast and having these types of conversations, I think that's really in line with where he's supposed to be going. Bethany, if we want to talk about relationship issues, if Pete can convince my wife or former spouse to come on the show, there's a green light. There's not a chance. Are you kidding, Seth? It would take me 15 seconds to get Susie to say yes okay. to this. Are you kidding? Right. Good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> Another little nugget I will leave you with, Seth, that might be fun for you. Um, As far as financial stuff, even though it looks, the chart makes it look like you're probably doing what you want to be doing and financially where you want to be. But because you have a vertex in the shared resources in cancer, it's kind of showing you that putting money into kind of like low stress, slow 
risk investment funds, kind of things that kind of be nurtured, things that kind of grow over time, that could be a really good way for you to also grow income outside of your nine to five type job. Oh, because fun fact. For I you. thought this said put it all on black. I was going to Vegas right after this. <laughs> it looks like that kind of board. Um, so that's the final little financial nugget for you. Um, All right. And then we can move over to Pete, put him in the hot seat. For the next episode on Roast My Chart, let's do it. God, what is that? That's crazy. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Do you see the differences? This is why maybe I wanted to show you guys the differences in the charts. <laughs> when you look at these two charts, other than the outside, like where things are static, anything that's allowed to move around has moved around. I think it might actively be moving. <laughs> My chart is animated. As we're talking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't, I don't know where you would possibly begin to to tell me these things. But what do I need to? What do I need to do? So for me, just like looking at it, I see a lot in the realm of teaching. I see a lot in the realm of kind of maybe journalism, a lot of expansion around the concept of nine to five careers, a lot of creativity, a lot of kind of outside of the box movement, I guess. Um, A lot are in the realm of podcasting. I could see that because you have a lot of heavy Aquarius, Gemini, some of these things that are really kind of using your voice to spread knowledge, using written word to spread knowledge. And there's really heavy, there's some travel in there. I feel like just kind of these higher realms of thinking, logic, philosophy, expansion. There's a lot of that going on in here. Now, one of the things that really popped out at me is if you feel like you are not financially at the level you want to be, or you keep hitting glass ceiling, or you feel like it's just not shaking out the way you want, that's going to show up right here. Okay, what is what is that? Second house is your house. There's something. There's definitely something there. Seth's was empty. Yeah, mine was empty in that box over there. His was empty, but it was in Capricorn. And usually when you see that, Capricorn is kind of the more mainstream of... it's. It rules the house of career. Um, it's ruled by the planet Saturn. It's very like by the book, nine to five, very hardworking. So it's definitely more of the conventional what we think of as income streams, right? What we're looking at here at Pete's chart is not as much so. It does have some elements of that. Like he's not, I don't know, off giving like psychic readings in the Himalayas or anything, but he's definitely not quite as set. He was off giving readings in China. You were close. (laughs) China, stop. (laughs) Yeah, so... The Chiron, that's what we talked about in Seth's chart as well. It's where kind of that wound space is where you need to go to the spiritual gym. Um, and Chiron's slow, like a slow moving. So it's not unusual. Um, and actually, most people who are around the age of 50 right now are in a Chiron return. So that's why I've had a lot of clients in that with that going on because it's getting hit right now. It's basically getting a triggered button. So anything that's in the house of Chiron with the planets is going to be hit right now. So it's really talking about taking initiative, taking less of leadership, but more of a leader, I guess, where you're going where there is no path. You're creating the path. And that's really mirrored by your 10th houses in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is a fire sign, as is Aries. And they're very 
make their own trail. They're going to go where their passions are. They're going to follow that. And they're very gifted in seeing things outside of what other people see. It's a very visionary type of leader versus Leo is more about leadership, if that makes sense. Leadership over kind of a group versus Aries is very independent. It's I think of them as kind of like the bushwhackers of a trail. <laughs> you know, they really have to be unencumbered and in the front. They can't really be looking around being like, are you guys keeping up? You know, are you guys okay? They really have to focus on their own path and they don't have anyone to ask because they're the first sign of the Zodiac. They're the first one. So that's kind of where for you, it could be affecting financials. The second house can also be about value of self. Like, how do you see your own worth? Like, do you see yourself not so much worthy of, but do you see yourself as a leader? Do you see yourself as independent? Do you see yourself as someone who can really take charge and forge a path where no one else has been? Or do you see yourself as more of a follower? Oh my God, I'll tell you what I lead is the uh, is the parade of of self-loathing and self-doubt. So yeah, I mean I and I, I mean I kinda <laughs> I kinda see where this is coming from. Yeah. Ow. Yeah, uh, also yeah. ow. Uh, um sorry. man. <laughs> the I told you. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, your signal is getting a little fuzzy, Bethany. <laughs> you want me on the yeah. show? You want to know what your yeah. problem is? We're gonna learn. No, let's be very clear about this. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to stay in our lane and talk about a divorce podcast. Pete wanted to go out on him and said, we need to have Bethany on. <laughs> and it's all because it's Pete's sign that persuaded me to do this. That's right. Okay. So, uh, uh, all right. So this is, um, this is, this is good. This is good. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you feeling okay? Do I need do I need to stop in the blows? <laughs> this is good. This is good. I just got gut punched three times. We're good. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, right in the heart. In the heart space. I kind of need a cold washcloth. Uh, <laughs> what What I'm interested in mostly, Bethany, is like when you're talking to people who have, <laughs> let's say, issues quote like mine. Um, how, what do you do? I mean, do you just leave in there? You're like, hey, well, here's my Venmo. I'll see you in a couple of months. Or, or yeah, like, what's the, suck, what's no. the, how, what, what can I learn? How is this giving me guidance on these things? Like, where should I put my focus to maybe free myself some, from some of these other issues? So I work with clients too on an ongoing basis because some of these things are not things you're going to solve overnight, right? Because especially... I'll ease off on this, but looking at your chart, I could see where it's probably stemming from some family stuff, from some like past stuff that is really making you hold yourself back. It could be having like a very authoritarian parent figure. It could be learning that, you know, if somebody used like rules or boundaries as kind of like a, a weapon or a punishment, then you can kind of look at them as like, oh, I don't want to be like that, you know? And where I see that in your chart that is going to be really helpful is around and because you are a Scorpio, although you're very close, you're very close to Sagittarius. Um, so a lot of that for you, Pluto rules Scorpio, and a lot of the beneficial lines in your chart are pointing towards Pluto um, and that house and what's going on in there. So what's really going to be helpful for you is working through this kind of through the portal of relationships, like you could have some really beneficial relationships that help you see where some of this stuff is kind of still living within you and learning how to break those barriers and even really just like mindset shifts, right? Around 
um, like with clients that have maybe that same type of situation, you could look at like, um, how do you switch your mindset around boundaries or authoritarian mindsets into something more beneficial of like boundaries are actually good for everybody, right? Boundaries are actually something that keeps everybody safe. So that's kind of where you can start looking at shifting some of those mindsets and digging into the past of like, where did I pick this up? Who in my life was, you know, this big authoritarian figure or taught me some of these things that are kind of shifting into the rest of my life and kind of holding me back from where I really want to be. And it could be something too of like, oh, you know, even just for the the male mindset of you do for the family, you take care of the family, you're the one who's in charge of all of this, as opposed to allowing people to take care of themselves as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, this is normally the part of the show where I would turn to Seth and say, do you understand? Does this, does you relate to this at all? But I know because I just saw Seth's chart. He doesn't, he doesn't relate to this at all. I have no (laughs) idea what you're talking about. I cannot relate at all. Yeah. Seth's got his own struggles. I don't know. I just got a call from a a colleague of mine who's a divorce attorney and said, your wife just retained me. And I didn't even know that was coming. Obviously, I have relationship (laughs) issues. (laughs) Can we can we talk about my red lines? Because I have the red lines. I've got like a cross in the middle. I have a blue line, a couple of dash lines that Seth didn't have and a really strong blue line that looks like somebody wanted to make a point and highlighted that one real hard. Again, that's that beautiful Pluto connection. So you have where it's kind of the red line showing you some of the square with kind of expansion in your um, 11th house, which is also in Capricorn. So it's really about how you're expanding your community, your career, how you're being seen out in the world. It's kind of the Pluto is sort of up against that, right? It's kind of keeping you smaller than you need to be because it's these past beliefs. It's basically like leashing you back is kind of how I would interpret that. But it's also giving you the key with the blue line, right? So it's showing you that by working on some of these areas and really shining the light on them because it's trining up with the sun. So really kind of putting them in the spotlight, they're going to dissolve. They're not real. They're illusions. The mindsets we pick up along the way, like they're not real, right? Boundaries are not mean. Boundaries are are great for everybody. Being a leader is not mean. Helping people in the sense that you don't have to do everything for them, like letting them do things for themselves, that's actually beneficial for everybody in relationships and families and all of that, right? We don't need to be dragging people along on their path. We want to help them and, you know, guide them where we can and maybe help with the load at times, but we shouldn't be dragging it for them. And there is nothing mean about that, but these are the types of illusions that hold us back from really stepping into our own authority, our own leader, our own ability to expand. And that's what Jupiter, which is where the square is going to, Jupiter is really that planet of expansion, travel, philosophy, different mindsets. It could also be looked at as kind of not particularly religious doctrine, but it's that same energetic of just very like, this is the way things are done versus Jupiter is much more like just expansion and philosophy and higher education and just different things like that, just really expanding. And that is also showing up in kind of your career center. Like it's just something around really taking these concepts of 
the old and the outdated and really pushing them out and giving them a lot more space. And that's really what's kind of working with some of these ideas. And a lot of them are going to come in through your relationship portal. So what I mean by that is like your intimate relationships are really like mirrors, reflections of what's going on internally. So some for some people, like for Seth, that's more going to show up in careers for him. Some of it might show up in relationships. But for you, Pete, it's going to be more relationship heavy where they're showing up for you. And they're not necessarily negative, right? Fascinating. So I need to update my LinkedIn profile is what you're telling me. That's what it sounds like to me. I need to really... (laughs) No, you need to create a LinkedIn. You've got all of this beautiful Aquarius energy. You're the one who's going to create the technology. You're the one creating the LinkedIn type of system. That's your job. And that's where you have to take that next step, right? That's why our podcast gets all the downloads, dude. It's all because of you. Yeah, it's you. (laughs) You're the, the innovator. Can I just tell you something like this is uh, the, something that I've said for I don't know how many uh, uh, units matter decades. I have said this is that one of one of that I already know one of my big challenges is back pocketing potential success. Like I do something that I'm otherwise proud of, but I keep it in my back pocket and don't show anybody because of fear of whatever rejection sensitivity, like all, whatever it is. That's just that's just my identity. That's just who I I've, I've been for all this time. Like you just you've just cemented my back pocketing success metaphor where where i tell people right when i meet them let me tell you about my greatest success yes <laughs> let me tell you about my <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so okay so yeah. uh, holy crap uh good this is good this is really good to learn yeah yeah so there it is too that kind of that kind of gets at it you could have disagreed with that, Pete. You could have said, when I first met you, Seth, you were just nothing. And I knew you were nothing. I like how neither of us disagreed with it. We're both like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't, that's not, that's not great, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but yeah, and Pete, too, that could actually get a little bit more just from what you said, too. And that's like, when we do the readings, they're very much a conversation. This is a little bit different of a style, but that could also be part of it because Aries, um, is also kind of like the showboat, the ego, like they kind of are sort of the one out in front, right? So they're really in the spotlight. And so sometimes too, that could be where that wounding comes in where you're like, oh, I don't want to be like, I don't know how else to phrase it, but like too big for my britches or like, I don't want to be like, if I show my success, somehow that's taking away from someone else or that's putting them down or that make me like, egoic or or too much or you know all of those things are kind of like aries shadow aspects and yet on the other side of that like the things that i'm most grateful for like i have a relationship with with my wife that i've had since we were 12 yeah right like it's that's one of the things that i just that i feel like i've never ever had a question yeah uh, about that and all this other stuff has been up in the air since i started working as a career But that's kind of where she can be helpful. That's what is really showing up in your chart as the portal, because she can be very helpful in helping you to do that. Like Pluto gets kind of a bad rap sometimes, but really it's just kind of those deeper emotional levels. And it's not super surprising because you do have your Venus, which is your planet of love, is in Libra, and Libra is the sign of partnership. And it's in your eighth house, which is ruled by Scorpio. Your sun is in Scorpio. These are very loyal, deep, long-term 
connections. And mine are like one night stands. (laughs) (laughs) Mine might just be a drink at the bar. And that's, uh, we're good. We're good. It's all right. (laughs) Maybe you'll just hand them a list of your accomplishments and that's the first date. That's right. And everything will be fine. (laughs) Uh, and, And let me be very clear. It's longer than just a napkin. Okay. Let's be clear. <laughs> That's why the firm has yeah. a laminating machine, right? You got to laminate the list of accounts. I'm just leaning into this. You know what? You could just start handing them your birth chart now and just be like, That's right. So nice. I, I feel like I've learned a lot, mostly because the only thing I learned, I, I knew about being a Scorpio is that I, I apparently I am horny and I keep secrets. Like those are the two stereotypes of, of Scorpio that I feel yeah. like I've yeah. This is at not once. Have you called me horny? And I take that as a badge of honor. Well, Pete, what what I just heard you said is I score a lot and keep it to myself. Where with me, <laughs> I don't score at all, and I tell everybody. <laughs> and you tell oh. everybody. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, uh, that's fantastic. So okay, so now we've. I mean, is it any other? issues observationally that i need to well i have a question yeah i have a question did these charts change when pluto was no longer a planet i mean poor pluto yeah i still use it as a planet i don't know and actually like some of the different systems of astrology like kabbalistically like kabbalah astrology they don't use pluto but they use a different calendar as well but um I still use Pluto. I feel Pluto. I don't know. I think it's effective. And even if you take it off, I mean, as a planet, right, whatever you want to call it, I think that you could even interpret that with Scorpio because most people who have Scorpio in their top three are going to still have a lot of that deep transformational work that they're doing. So even if you like pretended Pluto wasn't there, you could still get at kind of the same aspects. Yeah. Anything else we need to know about? What I'm doing wrong in my life and however, character flaws. <laughs> well, one last thing for Pete, if you're looking to enhance your financial life, another spot for that is going to be um, your wheel of fortune is here in Leo. And so again, you're looking at that sign of leader, leadership, getting out in front, being in the spotlight, um, which you're actually doing with a podcast that is actually kind of a Leo thing, right? It's a bit of a performance. You're on camera. You're so See, I took that totally different. Be, when you um, said part of his financial success is Leo, I'm like, yeah, he's hooking his wagon to my train right there. That's what he's doing. <laughs> You can interpret it that way. You can I am nailing this, by the way. Now, didn't didn't I have like a North Star? Where's Pete's North Star on all this? Yes. Pete's North Star is over here in his 11th house in Capricorn. So the opposite of Capricorn is Cancer. And that's where his South Node is. So your South Node and North Node are opposite. So Cancer is, again, that same sense of like, well, let me make sure everyone else is okay. Like, you know, that mother energy, that nurturing. And Capricorn is much more like, all right, let's get it done. We're going to do this. I'm a really hard worker. And, you know, everyone can kind of get in line sort of thing as opposed to, you know, really like self-sacrifice that is cancer is like really putting others first, almost to their own detriment as mothers do. So you're kind of like, and with having Capricorn in your 11th house, again, that's really kind of coming out to your community, to the world, to your friend group is like, no, I'm like 
I'm into this. Like I'm a leader. I'm in charge. I'm going to show you guys how to do these things. I'm going to teach you the lessons. Like I'm in this. That's kind of where his North Node is pointing as opposed to being more like, let me step back. Let me let you go first. It's like, no, I'm going to go first. I'm here. I'm in charge. (laughs) So it's more kind of that moving into that energy. Anything on the chart that like when you say that anything that on the chart that describes why uh, that just hearing you say those things makes me feel so uncomfortable? Literally all of this that Chiron is going to do it. (laughs) Uh, Like, because the South Node is where you start, right? The South Node is where you're coming from. So all of this, like, if I'm making you cringe, we're hitting on something correct. We're getting at what you need to work on. Yep. I didn't cringe one bit. I'm just saying. I know, right? And you just added the fact that you didn't cringe to your list of accomplishments. Because you're a Leo. <laughs> you wouldn't cringe. <laughs> I know. I know. I teed it up for you guys. Okay. But listen, in his, I think, first house, he's got nothing. Zilch, nada. What's that? It doesn't not. I mean, it's not some big thing. It's kind of just like... Yeah, what do I not have to worry about? Because it's fine. So it's kind of like... Your first house is really, it's ruled by Aries. It's your sense of self. It's your I am. And so it's kind of with Pisces being in your first house, you're really kind of like heartfelt, right? Like you're kind of, you kind of come across as sort of like a somewhat spiritual in a certain way. Um, So it's kind of like you have sort of a sense of yourself at your heart space, like in your deepest sense of self, you kind of know who you are. You're not out there like committing murders. You're not out there like doing those things, right? So what these things are... Beat that rap, Pete. Nice job. Right? (laughs) Please don't. I need you to stop (laughs) saying those words in front of the attorney. (laughs) Because I was going to say you were like, a guru on that and then she said the murder and i'm like he's leading a cult like what's going on here no he's not out there doing that right so yeah he's kind of a guru he's kind of pisces is the sign of the psychic so it could also be that people come to you for sort of this emotional guidance in a way or they come to you if they're in pain or they're coming to you to see something that they're not able to see so like your vision of kind of all of that would be kind of a sense of self that you're not super worried about. Like you're not going through all of these shifts as far as like, and it's not so much about career. We tie a lot of like who we are to our career, but you're not going through a lot of like turmoil of like, I'm a good person. I'm a bad person. It's like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) You kind of have that sense of self. Yeah. Like you kind of have that sense. It's not, there's not a lot of turmoil or things for you to necessarily I mean, we always have work to do, right? All right. So if we put these, if we put these on the show notes and people look at them, can they like see deep into my soul? I want to be clear of what we're doing before we put these on the show notes. Yeah, right. Will they be able to bleed our bank accounts? I don't think they'd be able to do that. They'll be able to guess all our passwords for sure. Yeah, right. Mine is (laughs) howtosplitatoaster.com. I mean, I don't usually share people's charts, but yeah. I mean, you'd probably get people saying like, this is my interpretation of this, or this is my interpretation of that. Um, because there's literally so many, I mean, again, it's like 95% interpretation, right? Because you can have people interpret, um, you know, the sun and Scorpio, like what you just said, right? Oh, well, you're really horny and you keep a lot of secrets. And that's one interpretation of what Scorpio could represent to somebody um, or what having your Jupiter here, having it square that. I mean, there's always for one explanation, there's going to be 
other people that maybe have a different take and maybe they're right, maybe they're not. It's it's really like, who's going to come in and say, right? Like, who's going to come in and be like, this is what the stars mean by that. This is all like, you know, and so I think even with things like this, with astrology, with anything, like you're taking it, this isn't like, Virgo law, right? This is just like Virgo <laughs> law. <laughs> this is like an interpretation. Was Chuck Norris in that show? I and, can't and remember. We were just going to call ourselves Virgo <laughs> right? law. We were so. switching from NLJ. Virgo law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Virgo law. It, it's this or it's that. It's in or it's out. It's black or it's white. That's the Virgo law. So this is not that. This is interpretation. But okay. Well, I, I so just in terms of wrapping, I mean, we've been doing this for an hour. Seth, I gotta, I gotta ask you, how are you feeling about what we have just gone through? What are your observations of this? I'm, ex- I'm exhausted. I'm, I am literally exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm always a skeptic about this stuff. I think it's fun. I think I enjoyed the conversation. I always find it a little broad, and you know, like Bethany was saying, like. I think there's some things that there's things that I'm very creative on that doesn't come out that I don't really talk a lot about what I do or how I am creative in other parts of my life. So like by way of example, I used to make cakes like the cake boss, like these very creative cakes with my son. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like ridiculously big. Like people were like, oh my God, like you made that? I was like, yeah. And they're like, how did you do that? I'm like, I figured it out, you know? So like some of those things weren't really coming up that would, depending on where I was in my life at the time, I was doing more of or less of, right? There was a time when no one thought I was going to be a lawyer. They're like, this is the most unorganized kid you've ever met, right? And finally I kind of came into my own. So that's why I think, look, I enjoy it. I was like, I was joking earlier when Pete said, Seth, are you serious about having Beth? And I'm like, yeah, I'm game. Let's do this. It's going to be fun. And it's exactly that for me. Um, But I do find it very interesting. And I love learning how other people view things and and all that, which probably was in my signs anyway. Yeah. So I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then too, like this is a very, like I said, brief abstract overview. Like I'm not going to go too hard during like something that's being aired and and again too like these can take layers to go through so i definitely but again everything with a grain of salt right these are tools these are not meant to be the be all end all of our lives uh, of course like our own guidance our own intuition if something doesn't resonate you just leave it and you take from it what helps what's helpful for you and Bethany says look we have free will and i'm having a debate with my son who says there is no free will everything is determinism so like uh, you know bethany's pretty persuasive and so is he so i don't know where i fall on that i'm glad i'm not the judge (laughs) (laughs) well uh, i'll tell you what i uh, you know anytime you get called out for stuff you know very deeply about yourself and don't talk about all that much like uh, you know it's a well i guess i should probably walk that back a little bit i have a whole podcast about talking about uh all the crap that i say to myself in the mirror but i don't imagine bethany's listened to that show so i am you know i feel like uh anytime i get called out on my own stuff i I feel like that's uh that's something i need to to continue to learn about myself and i find that incredibly useful uh really surprising that you get what you got out of all these symbols and numbers i I I can't truck with the 
<laughs> celestial math. I don't get it, but <laughs> it's amazing that you, you pull out some of those observations for me. That was that was really incredible. So uh, thank you, Bethany, for doing this this yeah, bonus episode, for coming back course. to the show and talking to us again and uh, and for doing all the work, for teaching us uh, what we have to learn about ourselves. I really, really appreciate it. It's super fun and interesting. Absolutely. A ton of fun. Good way to start the yeah, new year. Definitely. For sure. Uh, and for everybody out there, thank you so much for downloading and listening to the show. Bethany, as you know, she was here in October. She was talking about the book. Uh, tell us where to go to learn more about the book and your work there, Bethany, please. Yeah, absolutely. BethanyNicole.com is really just kind of the the main place to go. It's got all of the different uh, links and everything there. So latest blog posts, all of the things. That's usually where I send people. I'll bet your chart is a special victims unit chart. Like, I'll bet it's got, I'll bet it's got <laughs> yarn all over your house. I'll bet you've just gone to town on yourself. Is that right? You've gone to town. Oh, it's it's a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's like most people, most astrologers that I go to pull it up and I kid you not, they're like, yikes. <laughs> I get it. Yikes. <laughs> they say yikes. <laughs> they say yikes. yikes. <laughs> I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> like, it's just... So, uh, yeah. so Bethany, at, at your website that you just rattled off, if people want to reach out to you to go through the exercise, but in more detail over time, they can find you there as well, correct? Yes, yes. And I definitely recommend that because, again, there's so many layers to it. We could be here all day breaking down each house, each planet, each placement, each you know degree. All of it can really just go on and on. So, yeah, it's definitely good to do that. Okay. And and Pete, you know this. We just did a listener question whole podcast because we had so many. We couldn't fit them all in. So keep sending in your questions. But if it's about astrology, send them to Bethany. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to answer those with any degree of certainty. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, so... I'm, subversively, I'd love to see some questions for Seth about uh, about astrology. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> You're, where's his mean it's all section? For the people. In this it's chart. all I'm trying. The Scorpio. To... It's the Scorpio. They're so this mean. Is... <gasps> wow. Okay. Thanks for coming on the show, everyone. Have a happy New Seriously? Year. That was perfect. We can close. Wrap it up, Pete. Wrap it. Wrap it, Andy. Wrap it. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening. Apparently, I'm the mean one. Uh, and uh, thanks for hanging out with us and downloading this show. We appreciate your time and attention. And again, how to split a toaster.com. Uh, click the button for, uh, for leaving us questions. We'd love to hear from, from you. And we will, uh, on behalf of Bethany Nicole and Seth Nelson, America's divorce attorney, mean. I'm Pete Wright. Mean. And we'll catch you next week right here on How to Split a Toaster, <laughs> a divorce podcast about saving your relationships. How to Split a Toaster is part of the True Story FM podcast network, produced by Andy Nelson, music by T-Bless and the Professionals, and DB Studios. Seth Nelson is an attorney with NLG Divorce and Family Law with offices in Tampa, Florida. While we may be discussing family law topics, How to Split a Toaster is not intended to, nor is it providing legal advice. Every situation is different. If you have specific questions regarding your situation, please seek your own legal counsel with an attorney licensed to practice law in your jurisdiction. Pete Wright is not an attorney or employee of NLG Divorce and Family Law. Seth Nelson is licensed to practice law in Florida.
Seth, according to the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, about 10% of children live with a parent with an alcohol use disorder. It's just tragic. Pete, we hear this statistic all the time. At the end of the day, the courts don't care about the statistic. The courts care about keeping kids safe. And when I mean safe, I mean safe from a party who truly suffers from an alcohol disorder or is being wrongly accused of having alcoholism or some other alcohol disorder. It's easy and it saves you money. Instead of he said, she said, there's Soberlink. Soberlink is fantastic and they are a fantastic partner to this show. So what is Soberlink? Soberlink is a device. It's like a breathalyzer, but it is more. You blow into Soberlink whenever you want to prove in real time that you are safe to be with your kids at carpool, at drop off, at handoff. Whenever you're going to be driving, you blow into Soberlink. It uses facial recognition to prove that you are the one blowing at the time that you are taking the reading. It sends it off to the people who need to know. People involved directly in your case, not to be used for publication, not to be used for social media. This just goes to the people who matter most for your case as you are collecting data. Soberlink Remote Alcohol Monitoring has helped over 500,000 people prove their sobriety and provide peace of mind during parenting time. And Seth, word on the street is courts love it. Yeah, and it's not just when you're getting in a car. Let's be clear. People can say, never gotten a DUI. What's the issue? Well, the issue is once you're home at five o'clock and you're no longer driving, but you're going to start cooking and having a glass of wine and that glass of wine turns into two bottles. That's now an issue. So it's not just getting in the car. It's when you, the children are in your care, custody and control, are you focused on them and not using alcohol? Independent third party, real time verification to support your case. I haven't been drinking. Here's the proof. Those are the words that lawyers and courts love, but here are the words you're going to love. You can save 50 bucks off your device and get started right away at Soberlink.com slash toaster. That's Soberlink.com slash toaster. Thank you to Soberlink for sponsoring this show. Soberlink. 